No live organism can continue for long to exist sanely under conditions of absolute reality. Even larks and katydids are supposed by some to dream. Hill House, not sane, stood by itself against its hills, holding darkness within. It had stood for 80 years and might stand for 80 more. Within, walls continued upright, bricks met neatly, floors were firm, and doors were sensibly shut. Silence lay steadily against the wood and stone of Hill House, and whatever walked there, walked alone. The opening paragraph of The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. There's a long winding road up into the mountains of Aspen, Colorado. The echo of the engine of Alistair's van is ricocheting off the silence of the highway. Patchy giants of black and white tower on both sides of your pass up to Springwood Lodge, and a thin wintry frost clings to the edges of your windows. It's the dead of winter. It's freezing out there in the great isolated unknown, and this government car is the only sign of movement for miles. And Alistair and Saint are utterly alone. Why don't you two tell us what Alistair Graham McAndrews, agent of the department, and St. Garcia Flores, freelance exorcist, have been up to over the course of the last few days, and what brings them to this remote part of Colorado. So what what St. and Alistair have been doing uh, is unfortunately taking a road trip. Um, yeah. But I think we, we discussed that, like, you can't drive a motorcycle in the snow. I know I Googled it. Um, so we had to go back through Austin to drop off my bike before heading up to Colorado together, meaning this has been the world's worst car trip. Yeah. Uh, for those of you... fine, probably, but, like... For those of you at home who have not cracked open Google Maps, uh, during our discussion so far, from Roswell, New Mexico to Austin, Texas, and then up to Aspen, Colorado, is 1,500 miles. But, yeah, from from Roswell to Aspen, I think, is 500. But the issue is, like, I can't leave my bike in Roswell, New Mexico, and you can't put it on the hood of your van. So what were you going to do with it? It had to go home. Which added a thousand miles onto our already bad trip. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, when people normally describe a bad trip, it doesn't mean... It yeah. doesn't mean this. this well, that mean, would be preferable, maybe. In fairness, we could have met in Austin. Right. But, like, that's what I imagined, honestly, is that, like, it's not like I drove with, like, we drove separately yeah. to Austin. You probably don't want me to know up. where you live. Oh, absolutely fucking not. It's yeah. not like you, I mean, to be fair, you could look it up in your government files. It's not like there, if yeah, I wanted true. to hide it from you, I couldn't. But, yeah. like... I've written a whole fanfic based on that entire concept, Ezra, please. But, um... I know. It makes me very happy. Yes. But, more importantly, like, we met... 
Yeah, like a- my original thought is that we would have met in Aspen, and then I realized you probably can't safely drive a motorcycle in snow, and Satan would know that better than I would, so he would be like, unfortunately, you and I have to ride together. <laughs> so anyway, we've been driving together uh, for at yeah. least part of this trip, and I imagine I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks. In dead hmm. silence. What? I'm, this is an interesting question. Like on your headphones, or, or do we need to decide what the like what the center of their audiobook Venn diagram interests are? I was goofy that we were listening to them together, but very fair. I could just be listening to my fucking tunes the whole time, and you could be listening to an audiobook on like crane migration or something. <laughs> that is a joke for one tabletop group I'm in specifically. <laughs> Um, but also get his ass. <laughs> but also is funny, and I think is not inaccurate. I don't think Alistair's an outdoors guy. Yeah, but is he a science nerd? Yeah. He doesn't have anything to do with cranes, to be fair, a, when you're listening to an audiobook. Nerd, but I not, I'm not necessarily, but I don't think really he's animals. necessarily like a, like, yeah, I don't think he's, he's not like a biology nerd. I don't think. Fair enough. So what is he listening to audiobooks about then? Fuck, now I have to decide what he's listening to audiobooks about. Is he listening um, to one of those audiobooks that's like weird science or whatever? No, um, oh God, I'm, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna pull, uh, no, I'm gonna lean into the weird Cape Card childhood thing. Um, he's listening to the Patrick O'Brien, uh, Jack Aubrey novels again. I hate this man so much. You should. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. So I'm listening to my tunes slash my audiobooks. Uh... And Alistair listening into his own separate audiobooks. Once again, we have described, like, the most miserable car drive in existence. My god. I'm surprised they have not killed each other. Um, we're, we're, honestly, we're throwing out a lot of words onto this podcast to describe what yeah. can be best summed up by a single Stephen King book, Misery. <laughs> Paramore's Misery business starts playing in another room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the cinematic is the van just like trundling across. I'm gonna get the geography here wrong. What's between what state is between Texas and fucking Colorado? I need a map of the United ask me. States. I'm from Oregon. I've Part deleted of this. In- okay, it's just okay. No, it's 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 a cinematic of the van just like trundling across one of the flat, featureless bits of the center of the U.S. In the mm-hmm. weird way that it gets kind of like, it looks kind of blighted in the winter, um, as 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 uh, a like instrumental version of Misery Business by Paramore is playing. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the yeah. trip. Yeah. Uh. So so we arrive in in Aspen, Colorado, having successfully restrained ourselves from committing homicide. Can I say that Saint is sitting in the back this whole time? He's like, I will not sit in the passenger seat. I am sitting in the back of this van. Oh my god. I cannot believe you... That's like a thousand miles of Uber driver. Yeah! (laughs) Is that too mean? Is that too mean? Character choice. I mean... But, like, I I am imagining that it is, like, are we swapping driving? There's no way we're not swapping driving. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think that, like, both of us are pretty intent on getting there as fast as we can. Yeah. Which we're sort probably of logic not would dictate that stopping. we're... Stopping. Yeah. 
I yeah. mean, because so yeah, at the very we... least, one of us is usually sleeping in the back. Yeah, that makes sense. Therefore, this is a much better drive, actually. Now yeah, because mostly about just it. one of us. Yeah, we're just either driving or sleeping. Yeah. Okay. So never mind. I've just fixed this whole car trip. Great. So that's the idea: is we're spending most of that time eating gas station food, occasionally driving through McDonald's and ordering one black coffee and driving away, and someone is sleeping in the back seat. So actually, the trip is not that awful. Oh. Because uh, we basically never have to interact because one of us is constantly sleeping. Yeah, we're or just pretending tired. to sleep. Yeah, which is not better, but at least at least they're pretending. I think maybe since Alistair knows the van better, he's probably the one making the final approach. Agreed. Um, I was thinking that too. And so I'm just maybe. But we're both awake like, at this point, so yeah. I'm now in the passenger seat. So yeah, I guess you you hear the the crunching of tires on snow as like we pull up to Springwood Lodge. What do we see? You drive past a small grove of trees up into the driveway of Springwood Lodge, past a large wooden sign that welcomes you to what was once a grand resort uh, with an inscription of its foundational date and all the kind of uh, details and decorations that you would expect to see as you pulled into a resort area. The building is massive and at one time could have been described as majestic, but has been worn down by snow and ice and wind and decay and time. It is a very wide building, uh, rectangular of course, although each of its corners uh, is at a diagonal, giving it kind of an octagonal, uh, irregular shape. It is held up by these massive pine beams uh, that are absolutely showing the age of the building. Uh, they quite literally do not make them anymore like they used to. Uh, you notice on the ground floor, and even a little higher, although more sporadically, there are a number of windows that have either been smashed through or subsequently boarded up over time. Uh, this place has gone to the dogs. It is wrecked. But for somebody, it is still home. There is a curved driveway, a sort of a um, half moon shape that goes up to the front entrance of this building, uh, sort of meant to drop off guests to the Springwood Ski Lodge before a valet takes their car to the parking lot. There was, of course, no valet in attendance. It's hard to tell if anybody is here at all. You do see a number of cars in the distant parking lot. Surely that's Springwood's entourage. But there are no signs of life other than those. Okay, so... Do we want to try and sneak in? Do we want to... I think maybe... Do you have any of your, like, illicit government shit in here that maybe we don't want them getting their hands on? Yeah, I'll sure we hide like... your car? I mean, short of attempting to off-road it into the woods, I'm not sure how much. No, these sorts of vehicles are designed to be, I mean, disposable is not really the word for it, but vans get broken into. If if somebody found sensitive government secrets every time they just uh, tried the door handle, well, where would we be? I'll try to, like, is the parking lot plowed? at all like are there 
can I try to just like subtly park it like if there's a big mound of snow from where they plowed it can I just kind of like tuck the van like it's not like hidden but like if you're not like maybe when people aren't being super observant they wouldn't immediately clock it the snow is compressed down like you would expect in traffic um very much like the the parking lot of a grocery store uh you know because it's still in use um there's slush for sure and you can see the dark pavement uh peeking okay. through the okay. the ice patches so maybe black ice but yeah not any mounds to hide your car behind i mean okay. off-roading is not not an option to be fair but if you're not worried about it then we can just kind of tuck in with some of the other cars hope they don't notice Um, well, half character, um, I'm not the one with the drive skill. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's me. True. Mm. So, yeah, whatever we want to do, if we want to try and hide it in the trees, or we want to try and, that should probably be me. I'm happy to do that. I think that we can try and put it in the parking lot and be like, if it was always parked here, who's going to know? But, like, they're not going to, they're not going to be like, oh, wow. We mysteriously have one new car. Not a big deal. Yeah. Like, they're gonna fucking know. I mean, if only because the license plate is different. Yeah. If we, like, backtrack a little bit, and, like, we can probably put it in the woods. Um, or even further down the road. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I would like to, if we swap seats here, I would like to try and... Does it look like it would be possible for us to park it in, like, the nearby forest? Is there enough room? Or is this thing where I'm gonna need to try and park it down the road? You could probably park it uh, before the Springwood Lodge sign uh, so it is not maybe visible from the estate itself. And in fact, quite literally obscured by the sign. But I, I meant that um, th- this, I'm picturing oh, a okay, big yeah. like, oak yeah. sign, you know, with like, uh, that's recessed all except for the letters popping out. Like a big, huge, welcome to Springwood Lodge, established 19... Yeah, blah, blah, blah. if you're not from the Pacific Northwest, get fucked, I guess. But also you can, you can Google it and you'll be able to see what we're talking about. Yeah, you, you can park it far enough down the road that it, again, if it's around that sign, it you know, there there's maybe a turn or so. I would not recommend going off-road, um, but yeah, you can be effectively hidden just by being around that turn before you enter the driveway. Okay, great. Are you, would you like me to roll for that, or can I just do that? No, I've, I've already reconstructed the environment to match that, so it's all great. good. Cool, we do that. Uh, now the question is... This is one of those things where, metatextually, I know what's going to happen to us the second we go through those doors. Um, but our characters don't. Do we want to try and bring mm-hmm. any of our shit with us? Because the way I'm thinking about it, coming from Sage's perspective, I'm thinking we're going into that building. But there's... Whatever is going to happen, hopefully we'll be in and out quick. Or we'll be able to at least get out of there. I don't anticipate staying there. So my thought is not, I need to bring my stuff with me with mm. the anticipation of staying overnight. My thought is, like, the less we bring, the better, especially Shrimp if we're trying to But I, Matthew, know that that's probably not a great idea, but also, like, I don't want to try and be too meta about it. No, that's a good point, though. I'm trying to think about... Maybe I'm taking too much time because we should just move on. But Mr. Boy Scout shit is, like, going to be, no, I have to take a bunch of stuff with me. Um, yeah. 
I am bringing my crowbar for sure because I imagine I'm going to use that to break into some fucking doors. I mean, honestly, I yeah, I think I think I feel like it's reasonable for Alistair to think that to be to sort of be like we might be here a while, um, and so sort of is like is gonna like get out and like you know start pulling stuff out of the the van to be like what do I want to take with me and it's just like, um, flashlights for sure yeah. if you have them. Yeah, I think I probably um, have at least a couple of like those big honking like you could really whack someone with them flashlights extra batteries yeah. um yeah i think alistair's like sort of you know putting things in maybe like a little backpack or something and it's just like i uh yeah as much as i'd like to think we're we'll be able to get in and out that's a big building and we yeah, have better no... to be prepared for the worst i have jules's shotgun do you want to bring a gun into this god knows what fight yeah <laughs> bringing a gun into a psychic fight bringing a gun into a mind fight whatever else springwood is he's also human don't tend to respond well to shotguns yeah, I don't intend on shooting anybody. In fact, I God, I don't really feel comfortable bringing it. I don't feel comfortable touching it, even if I know how to use it. But I don't know. I don't know. I think Alistair will pick it up and do the sort of, you know, like check it in the manner that people who are familiar with shotguns do. And the only guns I'm familiar with are 1916 Russian Army issue bolt action rifles. Um, I know how Luger. I know how to unstovepipe a Luger. <laughs> That's it, though. <laughs> Ezra, my beloved. I'm. I. If the gun is old, it is newer than nineteen forty-five. I know absolutely, but f- fuck all about it. Um. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, everything I, I know about guns yeah. is from video games. Yeah. Exactly. I um, know more about bows. Than I was like, guns. yeah, I know way more about bow, about archery than I know about guns. Um. I think yeah. that Alistair's gonna, you know, check to make sure that it's not loaded, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, and then like flip it back shut and look at Saint. Just says, um. I wouldn't underestimate the intimidation factor. Might buy us a few seconds. Okay. Okay. I will pack it up then. Ben can... Do Do I have ammo? Can I have ammo? Uh, presumably there's ammunition already in it. Okay. That's only two shots, though. That's correct. Okay. All right. Well, if we do need to shoot anything, we only have two rounds, so we'll need to be smart about it. Well... <sighs> But hopefully it won't come to that. No, this is. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if I have the the fortitude to shoot somebody. So about to become a Resident Evil. <laughs> Literally, we're gonna walk in and the camera's gonna come at like a weird angle. I just had this moment of like, well, I'm assuming one of the things that people did at this lodge was hunt. <laughs> Fair enough. So you never know. Um. No, but I, I think Alistair, when when Saint says that I don't know if I have the fortitude to shoot somebody, I think Alistair, like, kind of stops for a second and, like, looks at Saint, and you can see, you can see the, like, I'm adding this to my mental, like, catalog of, of about you. <laughs> not in, like, a judgmental way, just in a, like, this is something I need to file away about you. Was it not obvious by, like, everything about him? 
You've yeah, never but, said you it know. out loud before. No, so you never it's can, the fact that he's up front about it. Says yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so we've got that. I've got my crowbar. I've got my machete. I'm not going to bring any of my exorcism journals just because I don't think he's thinking we're going to need any of that, whether or not that's true. Um, and then we've got flashlights. Uh, I guess I have that black light flashlight. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of gear Aster has. Now might be a good time to kind of delineate, like, what what do I have access to if we assume this is sort of, like, the standard stock kit. fan? Yeah. What's, what is the standard kit? Do I have one of those yeah. silly little EMP meter things? Like, Well, you've you got know. an ID printer, for sure. ID printer do indeed go <laughs> Confirmed. <burn. laughs> do not do not think we probably need that, but no, you never know, not. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, your standard kit, if I had to guess what you probably have, is, like, you have a med kit, for sure. Um, you might have a gun, but, like, questionably, uh, you probably have some way to, like, contact people, so you might have some kind of a, like, uh, radio. Yeah, um, I think I probably have, um, I think I probably have a taser rather than a gun. I think so, too. I think with the kind of work you do, the likelihood of you needing to shoot anything is probably pretty low. Yeah, if, if I if I have to shoot, if we've gotten to the point where I have to shoot something, like it's, hold on, it's did you shoot good. somebody in chapter one? Did you have a gun in chapter one because you yeah, shot a man? Well, <laughs> I said shoot a person. No, you didn't shoot a person. You shot, I shot an abomination. Yes, I did have a gun sh- at that point. Yeah. You shot something. I Let did shoot something. I think so. That, you have a gun. You have a pistol. Yeah, that's true. I would. It, to provide an easy retcon, I would absolutely believe that the department uh, asked agents not to carry during the event in which they are supposed to not look like cops. Fair enough. That's fair. Uh, I think it would be entirely reasonable that the department was unarmed yeah. during uh, Alien Coachella. Yeah, I also, yeah, I think I think probably there's not a gun in this van. In the car. Yeah. So I you think have a taser. There, yeah, we'll say I have a. Yeah, I'm gonna just say I have a taser. Can I have an EMP meter? Just because that seems like a standard, yeah, like paranormal investigator equipment thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, like, God, I don't know if you would have two radios considering you're working alone, but like, it would be nice for us to have those. Well, yeah, I don't know. What what would be socked in here? No, probably I not because they're the, unless it's a unless it's a there's a radio and a backup. Maybe. So that's like. Does a, that seem feasible? Ben? Can I roll resources to see if that's true or not? Yeah, if you have if you have a radio and a backup. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. That's. Two positives, one negative, one neutral. So a one plus two resources. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I'll give you a radio and a backup. Two. Yay! How many radios I have? Um. (laughs) We can ba 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 bow split the party. Yay! (laughs) Okay. There's no way that could go wrong for us. Yeah. It's yeah. Um. Okay, so blacklight, flashlight, taser, regular flashlight, EMP meter. Radios, 
gun. Yay. I'm, crowbar. Yeah, machete. Yeah. And we'll probably want to bring, like, water or something. But, like, I don't think we're probably bringing food because, once again, we're not imagining this is a Resident Evil game. No, we're, we're, yeah, we're not imagining food. this is a Resident Evil game. Um, also, people live like, here. Oh, yeah. Make sure to, uh, by the way... Uh, Break as many walls as you can, just in case there's like a, a chicken in there. Yeah. The walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, don't worry. Also, I'll save all the videotapes I find. Is there any other like weird things that you think that the department would stash in a van like this? Like, can we think of something like offbeat? No, but like genuine question. Is there is thing there that is like... odd but reasonable? I mean, if we're talking about like. What would you use in, like, ghost hunting, monster hunting? We're, we're looking at... You have a black light flashlight. That makes sense. You have an EMP meter. Yeah. Um, something that could read, like, heat signatures, maybe? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like night vision goggles. Is that a yeah. thing? Do we think? Sure, yeah. Okay. Do we think, like, one pair of night... Probably only one. Yeah, that we can probably toss one. back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of any other, like ghost hunting equipment that would be considered standard at this point that's kind of those are two big ones and then there's i imagine you're good to go at this point yeah i think so too i think this is we have we have we have panned for gold as much as we can and baby we're just coming up rocks so uh i think we should we should try and break into this goddamn building now the question is like we said earlier do we want to try and be sneaky about it or just want to be like fuck it let's go in the front door there's no way they don't know we're here I think Springwood's clever, but not omnipotent. I don't think there's anything to be lost from at least attempting to sneak in. Yeah, agreed. Try and go in a side door, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of broken windows. Um, Or go in the back or something. Yeah, let's just take a look and see what we can see. What time is it, Ben? Uh, Let's see. It's like getting dark. I'll generously, yeah, I'll generously say it's like two or so, um, two or three, but even so, it's February. Okay. Uh, PM. Uh, but even so, it is winter, so your amount of daylight is fast dwindling. Okay. You know, maybe two hours or so of daylight. Okay. So enough that we can get a, a view of this place before it gets too dark, but also we'll have darkness to cover us pretty soon. Yeah. How would you two like to approach springwood lodge so i think the idea is we we want to go up the side of the road that's more wooded and try and sneak up and then from there either take like a side or a back entrance either through like a door or a window or something something that's not gonna be as noticeable as walking in the front fucking door (laughs) yeah scope scope out from the tree line and then uh sure can i get notice out of one of you yeah sure uh What's your notice bonus? Your, my notice is a plus one. I think yours is better than mine. Mine is a plus two. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Got these pretty glittery blue T6s. Um, that rolled like total shit. That is three neutrals and a Oy. negative. So that's a one. You kind of scout the area around you. You, you, The two of you have walked uh, past that sign and are now kind of more in the general area of the lodge itself. It was not a uh, terribly long hike, just maybe a couple of minutes through uh, some ankle-deep snow. Uh, but you make your way up to uh, the front entrance uh, of this area, although not the direct front entrance. Uh, you're trying to still relatively keep your distance. 
Um, once again, you notice that large overhang, and uh, now that you have, um, now that you're a little closer, you kind of notice some of the decorations in front of the ski lodge. You see one of those large pine sculptures, the kind of uh, the kind that looks like it's made out of all one piece. That's of a large bear with its uh, front legs kind of uh, pushed up on a large boulder as if it's like surveying its domain. Um, you look around further and you see that there's a observation deck uh, on the opposite end of that uh, driveway uh, that kind of looks over what appears to be a sharp ledge kind of going downward uh, into the valley below. Um to your right, you see that there appears to be a small access road that is not, it does not look like it is for guests. Uh, very specifically, there is one of those uh, triangular shaped gates, like a little access gate uh, that is blocking the path. It is padlocked, uh, although that would not stop you as you are not in a vehicle right now and could simply walk around it. You know, the kind of triangle shaped gate, I mean? Yeah, it's two triangles on either side coming together in the center. And you can either step over it or go around it. It does not work on pedestrians, essentially. Exactly. Okay. Access gate, probably. Yeah. Sure. I hop over it to look cool like an asshole. Who am I trying to impress? I don't fucking know, but... Whether or not you look cool or like an asshole is dependent entirely on Alistair's perception in the moment, which, as we've determined, is plus one. Yeah. <laughs> which maybe is positive, I guess. You walk around to the side and see that there is uh, indeed, uh, there there is a stretch of this area that does not have any windows, or rather it does, but they are kind of uh, frosted glass smaller windows. Uh, it is not meant to be a scenic portion of the hotel. Uh, you notice that there are one or two dumpsters uh, next to this wall of the hotel and a relatively small steel door. That's probably the kitchen, if I had to guess. We want this to be our way in. Service entrance. Or laundry facilities, or maybe. Or laundry. But we could way, also keep looking, but mm, it seems promising. I mean, if we can't get the door open, we could try somewhere else, but okay. I can't imagine if Springwood the Elder is anything like his progeny, I can't imagine him hiding anything important in the service area. No. Me, me neither. Uh, cool. I would like to try and open the door just to see if for some reason he left it unlocked. Sure, the door is not locked. Sorry, that's not true. That's a blatant <laughs> fucking lie. The door is locked as shit. I was going to be like, whoa, <laughs> hey! No take backsies. Yeah, big win for the gamers. Let's go. Okay, uh, let Can me try, I... try a little yes. burglary then. Okay, yeah, uh, so I have a burglar, you've got, do you want to roll it and I can help you, or do you want me to roll, because um, I haven't rolled tonight, so maybe I'm rolling better? You should roll, uh, <laughs> yeah, please. Great, so I'm going to be rolling with a plus two total. We're good at this game, we know how to play it. Uh, right? Ooh, woof. Uh, I rolled two negatives and two neutrals, so all in all, I'm at a zero. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Saint is not able to pry this door open. That's okay. So let's uh, let's just keep going around and see if there's something else. Worst case, we can come back to this door. Uh, which way are you going to attempt to go? Towards the back. Yeah, we'll we'll head we'll head around the back and see if we can find any other 
place this big has to have multiple, you know. Yeah. There's some place you gotta take out the trash. I mean, that seems like here, honestly, because there were fair. those dumpsters over here. Yeah, which, like, we could always have... come back here later to see if this, someone's, like, taped a key somewhere, found, like, That's a, also true. there's, like, a false rock with a key in it or something. Yeah, the odds are probably is... not, but, no, but we could know. always look. You walk around the back of the hotel, and uh, eventually, after, a, once again, a little bit of a trek through the snow, you find this uh, patio. This patio space uh, that has been paved down. The snow is a lot thicker back here just because this area is not as well trod as any part of the road. Uh, you're probably up to your knees or so. Uh, but you notice, distinctly notice, that you are no longer stepping on uh, dirt and mud and asphalt and instead are stepping on intentional pavement. Uh, you see a number of... One second, let me fucking check... That's a good sign, though. If there's a lot of snow and it isn't packed down, people probably don't come out here very often. That is very true. Love that for us. You see a handful of sets of uh, very large double French doors uh, connected to this patio, uh, and you are able to see inside uh, the building from where you are. A number of the panes on these French doors have been uh, smashed, doesn't look like by rocks perhaps it looks like animal activity or maybe just the elements you glance inside and you see what appears to be a parlor of sorts there are a number of uh antique armchairs and big wooden desks and lots and lots of bookshelves is there anybody in there not that you can see okay okay if we can if those are smashed we can probably just reach through and unlatch one of them probably yeah yeah or yeah, go through the glass uh That's but it, are they did they look like they're push indoors or push out or they slide i hadn't thought that far because if there's snow on the patio and we try if they're one of the ones you have to pull out that's gonna be difficult with the snow that is true sure uh it would now that i think about it, it makes perfect sense that it'd be pushed out uh into the elements okay so, yeah, we're probably going to need to just either clear some snow or just go through the doors. Which, we're wearing yeah. jackets. That should be too difficult. This won't be like that scene in The Nice Guys where he fucks up his hand real bad. God, um, I hope not. Is, is there any gaps big enough for us to just kind of, like, go through? No gaps yourself to walk through, but definitely gaps big enough that you can reach in through. Okay, so let's, yeah, we can reach in Be through. careful. Carefully, and yeah. uh, just kind of kick some snow out of the way. Not yep. a ton, but enough that we can slip through. Yeah, I'd like to do Sounds that, please. Good. Sure, uh, you reach inside. I'm not going to make your roll for that, but you reach inside and you're able to uh, unjiggle the handle inside. Wait, pause before this. Can I check for any alarm systems? Sure. Okay, yeah. that's going to be help a that? notice. I'm, uh, that's, if it's a notice, you should roll it and I'll help you. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I think you go to reach it. Maybe you go to reach it and you stop and we both kind of look and go to the, like, we should, you know. Yeah, yeah, because I it's just had this, old, like, but... sudden, abrupt vision of pulling the door out and walking through and triggering one of those, like, alarms. Yeah. Or even opening the door and triggering an alarm. Like, maybe I'm being paranoid, okay. but... On today's episode of Is This Door Trapped? Um, 
if there is a single campaign in which you are allowed to feel paranoid, it's this one. Yeah, is parascience. Yeah, okay. the para and parascience stands for paranoid. Why, Saint? What is there to be afraid of? Oh, okay, who fucking that knows? is for once. Uh, fucking two positives and two neutrals, and I have a two, Great. so that's so, a four. Actually, with my plus one, it's a five. That's a five. Ding, ding, ding. Sure. No alarm systems. Great. Okay. Cool. Then I will finish opening the door. Yeah. Cool. You uh, you clear a little bit of a track so that the door can uh, pull out into the outdoors. Um, and yeah, you're able to slide inside. There was a noticeable... Um, there's still a bit of a wind chill factor when you step inside, but it is not noticeably as cold. Okay, great. Um, to whatever extent this building is still heated. Not down here anyway. You are at least sheltered from the wind right now. Yeah. You find yourself in a very dusty uh, study of sorts. This appears to be some sort of guest accessible lounge of sorts. There are uh, bookshelves and armchairs, as I said, uh, the patio seems to suggest that it was meant to be sort of a uh, a reading and workspace uh, for guests who are staying the winter at this ski lodge. It looks relatively untouched. Uh, there is a great deal of dust coming up off the carpets as you walk in, dust bunnies floating through the air. This area is thick with disuse. And once again, no one inside. Okay. Uh, how many doors? Sorry, to the outside? Yeah, in and out of this room. Like, what are the, like, entrance, exit? Let's do three sets of French doors uh, that lead out onto the patio, uh, all of which can be opened to their fullest to let, you know, spring air in or whatever. Um, you've, of course, only opened one. Uh, and I'm going to say that there is one door to the south of the room uh a big huge kind of uh once again big huge double doors although there's no window panes uh through this one these are solid wood doors and then there is a smaller uh door kind of on a wall next to that uh that is only one singular door. i'd like to close the door behind yeah, us and lock it you shut the door uh, that you just came through, uh, kind of cutting off the last of that wind, except for the few panes of glass that the uh, icy winter air still blows through. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting, like, like we know what we're looking for, but we have absolutely no idea where to find it. We don't have no clue how many rooms have, this place has. Yeah, we, we have, have no clue where he no is. We, it's like, this place is huge. Yeah. We're essentially in a dungeon crawl right now. Um, I think, um... Where's like, Luigi's okay. mansion? Um, I real, you know, real quietly, Alice was like, if at all possible, we should try to, we should try to search the place in something at least resembling a grid pattern. Agreed. I don't know. So, I say we, whatever, are we, like, closer to one end of the building than the other where we're standing right now? Uh, because, Alistair, specifically, you rolled a five earlier, thanks to uh, the help of St. Garcia Flores, there is indeed an extensive uh, library of sorts. Okay. Uh, it is not... There's no card catalog. There's no Dewey Decimal System. It is uh, a series of maybe four or five large bookshelves that contain uh, classics, uh, works throughout the ages. Um, it is truly entertainment for guests. Yeah, they probably um, have those little brass, like, 
label, you know, little like plaques on the shelves rather like, you know, this section. Precisely. Is this. Uh, exactly okay. that. This is meant to be uh, kind of a, a, a sitting room in which someone could enjoy their, their newspaper in the morning or perhaps uh, have coffee with other guests. Uh, this is meant to be uh, more lounge-like than, say, the lobby in which people are bustling in and out and getting to the front desk. This yeah. is meant to be a more relaxing space uh, for guests. Uh, once again, there's all these dusty armchairs. Uh, I'm going to say that there's probably like a chessboard uh, with two like uh, more wooden chairs kind of facing inward toward it. Okay. Uh, this is meant to be essentially uh, the stuffy version of a rec room. Uh, there is no pool table here. The true entertainment is reading and playing chess. Um, I'm going to say that there is uh, not a very large one, but there is definitely a fireplace here. Okay. Uh, when the last time there was a fire in this fireplace, unknown. Last time someone needed to dispose of some evidence. Now. <laughs> Ooh. And certainly who knows how effective a fire would be now uh, with holes in the wall. Yeah, also, you know for a fact that that chimney is completely fucking uh, blocked up. So mm-hmm. all all, he, all you would do yeah, is just fire smoke hazard. the shit out of your yeah you would just you would just be like ah time to give myself smoke inhalation time to die exactly. yeah but yeah so the yeah anyway that's what that's what we're dealing with okay chessboards and armchairs and sure. a big fireplace Fucking and uh, library and, you know oh absolutely yeah 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 there are board games and all the board games are from before nineteen fifty yeah nice. there's probably a um, a dry bar for like night you will not find battleship here Ugh. what's the fucking point i want to play content. risk um anyway. the, the, the boys just like completely derail this to play settlers of Catan. <laughs> uno um anywho <laughs> which is funny because i don't even think that's two player uno no settlers, so, no, settlers of Catan is not two player yeah uh, we can play dominoes. so it's all anyway it's all ye oldie board yeah games. okay again sure. this place is in disrepair. right and there are doors to the south and southwest? That's correct. Great. Okay. Okay, so if you're looking at going in a grid, which admittedly is not my forte, I this is, as you are well aware, not really the kind of thing I generally do, um, which way do you want to go here? South is seems like that area that I thought was a kitchen is going to be that way. You're probably right. I think southwest... If we need to double back and check out the kitchen, we can also if it's... Well, we should find out whether the kitchen is in use. That'll probably tell us something about how many people are usually here, how much, you know, are they here permanently. Yeah, fair. And worst case, we could unlock that door, so if we need to make a quick exit, we know that there's an area that is free. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking pivot. Yeah, let's go south and see if we can find the kitchen. Get that door. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, and get that door open. Sure. This door is not locked, and it leads into a kitchen. This is um, uh, a pretty medium scale kitchen. Uh, it's you know definitely got, um, it's perhaps weirdly the most updated part of the building, uh, because that's something that you kind of have to stay on top of. Uh, it has a lot of. Uh, countertop uh, appliances that are a little more industrial looking it's you know it's what you would expect from a hotel kitchen Um, 
Uh, incidentally, the layer of dust that was in the sitting room is not present in this room. Whoever is occupying this building has taken to see that the kitchen has not fallen into disrepair. And in fact, it might actually be in active use. Uh, in this room, there are three doors. The one that you just came through, which would go north. One that goes west and one that goes south. Okay, did we go directly from the sitting room into the kitchen or do we pass through a hallway? No hallway. It's directly connected. The first thing that you stumble across in this room, uh, tucked into uh, a corner of the kitchen, uh, is this kind of antique-looking two-layered cart that appears to have uh, perhaps ran drink service into the sitting room. Cool. There are a number of broken teacups on it. And there's nobody in here right now? Yeah. There is nobody in here right now. Great. Uh, and the door to the east is the one that goes out, presumably. West. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. There. You're right. There are four doors. Uh, there's one that is east that goes outside, based on you can figure out through your own spatial reasoning. Yeah. One that goes west to a place you haven't been. One that goes north to the sitting room that you just came out of. And one that goes south. And those... Uh, the ones to the west and the ones to the south are those kind of uh, swing open double doors that you would expect of a high traffic kitchen. Okay. Okay. I would like to at least peek through the swinging doors just to try to get an idea of whether or not this kitchen is like currently in use, which it does not seem like it is, right? Uh, which swinging double doors? Um, west the, and south. Yeah, I'd like to look through the swinging doors to the to the west. You look through the swinging doors uh, to the west, and you can see uh, what appears to be a large ballroom. To whatever extent this place was a social hub, it appears that they have made great efforts for this to be a uh, community gathering spot for uh, the semi-rich and semi-famous and frequenters, the kind of people who can spend two to three months at a time at a ski lodge up in the middle of Colorado. It is an elaborate ballroom. Uh, It appears to have fallen in disrepair um, a bit. It is definitely multi-use in nature. Whether or not any dancing actually occurred here, uh, that's hard to tell. But there are absolutely those big huge round tables that you would expect of sort of a reception hall uh, set up throughout Uh, although those seemingly have all been pushed to the sides of this room in the center of the room however there are a lot of chairs pointed in one direction in two columns sort of like a church What you've just been listening to was Parascience, a glimpse into a world unknown. It was an actual play horror adventure told to you through the Fate system. Our players are Ezra Kay as Agent Alistair McAndrews and Manny Trumbo Gomes as capable young man St. Garcia Flores. As for myself, I was your game master and disembodied voice, Ben Hamlin. I also produced this show. Our theme song is by the incorporeal Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo was created by the haunted visage of Tara Bossart. 
You're currently in the process of remastering and transcribing earlier episodes of the show. And for that, I would like to thank Glory Duda, Marcel Hood, and Julie Cooper as they write down our every word and weave an intricate web of audio for you. You can stay tuned to our social media channels for more information on these developments. This show is brought to you by Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can follow us on social media at InfinityBreak23 and check out our website for all of our other podcasts at InfinityBreak.net. We appreciate you listening to this program. If you want to help spread the word, there are good many ways to do that. Word of mouth helps us immensely, and you can add us at ParasciencePod on Twitter. And while you're at it, why not tag InfinityBreak23? We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinitybreak where you can start donating to Infinity Break for as little as $1 a month. And if you listen to Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. Lastly, I would encourage you to join the haunted chorus of voices at the Infinity Break fan discord. That's bit.ly forward slash infinity talk, capital I infinity, capital T talk. That's all for now. Let parascience never let you sleep. Like a knocking sound from the attic, or a drop of blood from the ceiling. Be careful where you step this chapter.